Sex, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the speculative interdimensional vehicle, Sex in Space. Its mission, to explore new points of view, to seek out fresh opinions, to boldly go where so many have gone before, and still somehow manage to totally miss the point. Subscribe to Sex in Space, wherever quality podcasts are found. Hello, Jane. No. Hello, (laughs) Hello, listeners, world. This is a bonus episode, isn't it, of Sex and Space, deviating from our normal format because we've got exciting news to share with everybody. Um, We've written a book. We have. Well, I didn't write any. Um, Ah, you designed. I designed some. Yeah. Some of it, yeah. And our incredible illustrator. Yes, Laura Zamowski did the illustrations, um, and we are here to have a look at it. We are. And talk about it, and tell everybody all about it. and um, The why. The why, <laughs> and the history of how we got to here. I think so. Yeah, because it's quite interesting, I, you know, for those that don't know. Hmm. Well, the why of the book is the why of the Sex in Space project, right? Yep, yep. And um, back in the day... It was um, like a post-grad piece of work that I was doing on um, the narratives online in porn Mm -hmm. and looking at um, what that told us about sex and who we are, how to be, how to behave. It was a bit of an eye-opener. And then I got asked to get involved with string theory. Well, it didn't even have a name. (laughs) And I got asked to help name string theory and get involved. And I said, sure, on the basis that we can always put 20% of our time into projects that make a difference, over and above the difference we could make for our clients. And we spent um, a long time working um, on something called Good Books. And that was about um, putting money into basically taps and toilets in developing nations. And after 10 years, that project, for all sorts of reasons, not least of which Amazon Smile doing the same thing that we were doing. That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, Fast followers that they It are. did, and, <laughs> and I had always said we were going to follow books with sex Yeah. because of my original project. And because what I realised through that project was we're really bad at talking about sex. And even at our most intimate, with our most intimate other, we still couldn't reveal how we felt the gaps we had and what we knew we just couldn't talk about it mm. and then bigger than that realized that actually it was a sex ed gap we did a big global piece of research across different continents big investment from string yay string and um it came back and it told us sort of what we knew but was with on steroids really um that people come through school with little or no sex education parents don't feel it's a loop right yeah if we don't get taught, then when we become teachers, we don't feel able to help. Mm. And as parents, same, same. So there's like got to be somewhere to intervene in that and say, how do we make a difference? We're not the only ones, by the way. Multiple amazing projects in the world. Oh, but, absolutely, yeah. But unfortunately, the mass is still people not getting great sex education. Yeah. And when they're not getting it, they go elsewhere. Hence my online porn project. Yeah. And so, um, earnestly studying this in the background and doing my thing, and then um, 
with the creative team at String, you know, talking about the project and what we might do. And, and they were like, hmm, so you're thinking of writing a book? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. But the sort of book I have in mind, they're all like, ooh, Anna, uh, how many people are you think going to read your book? And I'm yeah. like, okay, if I'm honest, if I wrote it in the manner of the sort of academic, earnest kind yeah, of, yeah. you know, meaningful, then probably not that many and um, not any that we really were trying to reach. We watched this incredible doco um, in the UK and it was this brilliant educator um, from Holland, I think, somewhere. And she was working with this class of six formers in the UK. Six formers like kind of end of school, 16, 17 year olds. Yeah, yeah. Right in the sweet spot. Right in the sweet spot. And she asked one of the boys as part of the work they were doing, how do you know when sex is finished? And he looked down the camera, right down the spout and said, well, it's like when she comes on, when you come on her face, isn't it? And he picked and it all up. And that was it, right? Yeah. That, that was, his education was porn. That, mm. that was that writ large. And so it underscored the need to do things that helped educate. The same doco girls couldn't do a collage of their own vulva and parts. They couldn't name their parts, mm. which will bring us to the book we have here in a minute. And so that really kind of put an accelerant on our project and said, I can't, what I was thinking about wasn't going to do any good. And luckily, in the creative team, your good self included, we're like, you can't be boring, don't be so boring. Um, let's do something different. Mm. And so talking to the academics or the, yeah. you know, just wasn't quite... It's not going to help anybody. Yeah. And it certainly ain't going to help the lad up in northern England, nor his lovely mum, who was mm. in the doco. And so there are kind of rock for, are we doing stuff that anybody, or at least most people, could look at and go, huh, have some fun and learn something. Yeah. Open space. Can we do things that create room to talk or start conversations mm. for people? And be genuinely accessible. I mean... Yeah, and it put us all on a steep learning curve in the team because we're also in a world that's trying to recognise shift culturally in how to speak, how to be accessible, and how to be um, safe, mm -hmm. how to be okay, how to be inclusive. And so, you know, there's a lot of learning going on for everybody in the team, working with people um, across different communities, doing work in other spaces, just trying to make sure what we're doing is okay. Yeah, yeah. And so we came up with the idea um, of making a game, like Trivial Pursuit, but for sex, like about culture, bodies, sex acts, identities. Yeah. So we've spent the last couple of years massive work and, and we're getting there with that making this and incredible having, game and having a good giggle in the process uh, well and remembering yeah. <laughs> that even as the researcher of the questions not not knowing the answers all the time because you forget right oh totally yeah um so that's coming along nicely and we'll be going to kickstarter with that next year and going you know please help us invest in this because we think it can be an amazing way to make a difference yeah but as we were doing that along the way we realized that we could actually do some littler things that we could kickstart and get up and running with immediately. And one of the things we literally learned as a team during this three or four years that we've been doing this in the project is um, one of the things that kickstarted our first book. And um, we realised that through the process of education, there was um, little or no mention ever of a whole organ in the body and so we decided to write a book a little book about the clitoris which 
the majority of people still don't even know mm. is an organ under the surface of the body. They think the glands, the exposed visible bit, is the clitoris. Is the clitoris. But it's not. Yeah. And that's a transformative piece of information. If you actually understand where this organ is and how it works, it allows you to approach it differently. Um, you know, think about all that furious kind of engagement and like, oh yeah, I've got the clit and the rubbing and the numbness. Yeah. <laughs> That's the outcome of not understanding what you're working with yeah. in the early days. But also um, radical pieces of work done. Um, Helen McConnell um, was a urologist and she did um, the first ever MRI imaging to show this glorious organ mm. because she realized that surgically there's so many doctors and surgeons out there who don't even have this information nor the nerve networks that surround the clitoris so the danger of accidentally kind of cutting nerves creating numbness reducing sexual pleasure mm. is very real and i assume it's a lot of nerves down there there are yeah. a great deal of nerves yeah. down there how many you can find out in the book is our new book there the it organ is. education forgot a sex in space book number one very excited and this beautiful submarine traveling through the universes um nicely dotted with little gender signifiers is from an original book that laura did herself as an art project about 15 years ago mm, she self-published it didn't she I think. she did yeah. and it was such a similar project that we invited her to become part of our team and work on this one and we've kept um slightly modified that original illustration and laura's our beautiful illustrator working on this with us and it's all evolved out of there, really. So it's super cute, and it's got lots of information and lots of cute little aliens in it. And um, there's everybody... I reckon everybody would learn something, mm -hmm. um, including my good self, as the researcher and writer. Um, but it's um, a beautiful way to start a conversation between parents and kids. We've, we've videoed... a lovely mum-daughter interaction and there was a moment in it where we said it's for people from young ages to 100 plus and the mum said oh I don't want to live to be 100 I don't think I want my clitoris to be 100 <laughs> and her daughter said oh I don't want to talk about your clitoris <laughs> and then went back to talking about the clitoris with the book and that's the yeah. point it's a really beautiful space to get educated and for those of you that didn't know there it is that's it the is. Amazing. Our interpretation of the MRI, isn't it? Yeah, so cool. Um, and so we've got this little book. So yeah. there's lots everybody learned, and it's just fun. Yeah. But it's cool to be able to understand where these things are and how they work. Yeah, and that one a, I like. The you like that one? In, well, the, the clitoris uh, in context. Um, yeah. Well, you insisted on this being in here. Well, I think it, it just, for me illustrates quite nicely you know where 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 what i thought was the clitoris um and 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 then to see it to see it like that um yeah. you know in that broader context that's amazing it's amazing really it is um and the favorite alien of mine i like this photo bomber here oh the photo bomber oh, yeah absolute fave. um although we did a very nice um on there's information on um, how the brain works when mm -hmm. it comes to arousal, which is incredibly helpful, I find. That stop-go thing really helped. Um, the benefits of lube, my fave, mm -hmm. uh, another fave. This was, um, we were doing a, a vid with Bene. She wants a tattoo. And she... <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> she loves the lube alien. I yeah. must admit, I'm with her on that one. Um, 
Yeah, super helpful. Loads of stuff going on. FAQs, why it matters. Um, the stuff we mentioned about the lovely Helen and her work with urology. Um, questions people ask and things that we, again, we learn like the fact that there are loads of different types of hymen and some people don't have one and mm. people have all sorts of different ones. It's just blowing a lot of myths out yeah. of order. The fact that there is no such thing as a normal vulva. Yeah. Lots of different. Uh, it's just helpful. Does the G-spot just does does the G-spot exist? Why does everybody have one? Why G? Mm-hmm. You can find out. So, loads of stuff and not only, by the way, does an ostrich have a clitoris, mm-hmm. the Guardian this week identified Oh, the snakes do as well. Because, get this, the only reason we didn't know that before was the male researchers, no offence boys, but um, had misidentified it because they thought it might be some atrophied and improperly formed penis. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. So, I think the benefits of having a proper education about what a clitoris is like, Yeah. who knew the effects could be as far-reaching as into the snake world of biology. So, yeah, this is how we're going to be launching our wee book. Yeah. And um, we're very excited, but you can already buy it. Yes, you can buy it from all across the world, is that right? You can, yes. Um, Just go to your branch of Amazon. Yeah. um, Because that way, postage. But you can also get it on Kindle if you're worried about, um, as many of us are, um, not, um, you know, overdoing the... Um, paper thing. Yep. On the other hand, I have to say, if there's a book you want on your bookshelf that you can open up and interact with and feel, this is a pretty cool one. Yeah. Um, the other one, apart from um, parents and kids, it's a great tool, but also yeah. partners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, anybody who owns a clitoris um, and anybody who wants to be intimate with somebody with a clitoris, this is really helpful information. Yeah. It's interesting though, isn't it? Because it's not it's not written as a um, a specific uh, book for a specific market like that. It's um, you know, it's I think what I found interesting is is the information that different people will get get yeah. from it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's certain things in there that um, I, I thought I knew or did know, and then there's new information in there. For someone like me, I'm 42, you know, heterosexual man. I've stumbled into a few clitorises in my time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, and then there's, you know, the interesting stuff as well for me as a dad. Um, to yeah. Think about, you know, in the context of my own kids and stuff like that. So that's um, been really interesting, I think, just to sort of, I think more so in, cre- in helping to create the book as well as being a, you know, a consumer of it, and, and thinking about those, the the relevant um, people of you know oh, who who would be good to read this. Yeah, look, it's. Um, I, I think what's I found interesting about the people we've given it to to have a look and play with is they've started talking to each other about what's in it. Yeah, and that's yeah. a win, right? It's about being able to start conversations like, tell me about how your experience goes for you. Yeah, um, I think. Toshi, one of our team who's looking after social, posted this week like questions to ask if you can, if you wonder, if the question is, do you know whether or not your partner's enjoying sex or not? Here's some questions like, ask them, mm. give it a go. Mm. Um, you know, when you're relaxed and chilled and, and yeah. hear what the other person has to say. Yeah. 
It's interesting, though, isn't it? Because you can you can talk about. Um, I think it's a, it's a different skill set, isn't it, to talk about um, something from a factual kind of did you know mm. point of view uh, than in the moment um, when prides and egos are at oh. stake. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Yeah, you can kind of set it aside from the actual moment. If mm. it leads to a moment, yeah, great. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's that being able to talk, and that's kind of why the game next, because when we played it in groups and when people, and we had to evolve it, mm. To make sure it was fun enough, the sex ed team, beautiful people who came and played it, were like, "Oh, oh team, know. you know, let's up the fun quotient a up bit." The fun You're getting quotient. a bit earnest. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, yeah," um, but also, um, you know, that's why we focused on that because it has the ability for anybody coming in to go, "Huh, I never knew that. What fun!" Yeah, and that's the point. And then conversations start. People stop playing because they're talking, and then they start playing, and it's great. Exactly, you know, it, it, and that's why you know the the trivial pursuit of of sex is is quite a fun and reasonably accurate analogy. Is it gives you the you know gives you those kind of did did you knows? But yeah. the good thing about them is is, is that they can broaden your horizons. You know, um, yeah. In in those ways, it's not just you know how many movies did Marilyn Monroe. You know, starring or something like that, some random show. Sure, knickers in. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a little bit more helpful than that. Yeah, well, um, one of I'd the, like to think anyway. <laughs> one of the biggest uh, questions I keep using a lot because people aren't um, necessarily familiar with terms like intersex, mm. and um, in ter- um, one of the pieces of information debated, but we've checked, 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 and we're pretty comfortable with the stat. Um, all our stuff is researched and referenced, uh, that there are as many intersex people in the world, at least, as there are people with red hair. Mm. And that's a staggering piece of information for those of, for whom one wonderful lady I was talking to who's quite religious, and she was like, but categorically there are only men and women, that's it. And mm. I'm like, well, actually, and gave her that kind of overview and explaining just the diversity of how we are biologically born and what that looks like and that in fact um you know there are lots of people out there millions and millions and millions of people out there who um this is part of the continuum that's just part of who we all are Mm. and i think whilst you know it's a bit reductive to go oh you know it's this it's more it's very helpful to give people something to anchor their thinking into yeah Oh, okay. God, oh, wow. Is that true? In that case, I know somebody. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I suppose in the, you know, the ginger, the ginger analogy holds up as well in the fact that it's potentially a bit of a spectrum as well. There is, yeah. even though we've labelled it as intersex. That's a spectrum within that, a spectrum. It's a spectrum within a spectrum, isn't it? So that's the other interesting thing. Yeah, in terms of the next book. Um, you know, God willing, all this goes well, type thing. Yeah. Um, it, it's the, um, and you can edit that out in case I sounded religious. By the way, <laughs> thanks. Not no offence, but no. Yeah. Um, the yeah, look, the next cab off the rank, book-wise, um, given this one does well, mm-hmm. is um, you know we were looking at um, a number of different topics, but I think the biggest question everybody has, and the one we'll probably land with, is, am I normal? Mm-hmm. Because normal itself is a a really problematic concept that was developed 
to in science to use to manage data sets and it's done us a massive disservice mm. because it's now been applied in all the wrong sorts of ways and we judge ourselves in relation to others around us a bit like the different vulvas you know we've yeah, yeah. done in the book without realizing that you know look around you people pull your head up out of a magazine stop looking at the models and then look at people in the street and you go oh yeah there's radical diversity right there yeah absolutely. shapes sizes colors heights yeah you name it not everything has to look like like porn unfortunately mm. which is yeah well or fortunately or, or fortunately yeah. yeah you might want to edit that bit as yeah. well <laughs> but the reason we started with the organ that education forgot you know when we're our job we think is to look at how do we fill some of the gaps mm. or how do we create spaces to address some of the gaps that was the biggest most extraordinary gap of all an entire organ left out of our education and we still don't talk about it because it's an organ purely designed for pleasure yeah. and, and most of the curriculums in the world bar one or two amazing places do not deal with pleasure yeah and we don't educate our kids to understand how to have conversations with their lover which was the back in the day this all began mm. so this is a book that i think is essential reading uh, you know, maybe it gets taken up in school curriculums at some point. That'd yeah. be fun. One of our lovely young women who saw the book has gone to talk to her teacher and say, we need this book, <laughs> which is great. But I'd say, you know, the the message from here is get a copy of this book. Absolutely, yeah. The other thing about it is because of our legacy and background, um, 10% of all the profits will go to support children orphaned by AIDS, which is one of the biggest sex ed gap outcomes um, that are around, really, and so we wanted to do something meaningful for the people at the very end of that yeah. chain. Um, you know, a lack of it. I mean, a good sex education. The outcomes are myriad, and they're you know, better health outcomes, better sexual relationship outcomes, lower STDs, lower unplanned pregnancies. It adds up in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, say no in our way to sex <laughs> and buy this book man. buy this book buy so sexandspace.com forward slash book um, will take you there to Amazon to yeah. Amazon um, there's a pile of different uh, Amazons in where you, where you can get this it's available in all of them Italian um, American Australian yeah. so far we're only in English as a book so far we're only in English <laughs> yes um, that can be uh rectified if we sell a few copies though well and any um, wonderful translators out there listening who are feeling passionately about the project feel free to give us a call yeah i wonder what clitoris is in italian oh i feel really ignorant not being able to answer that same question. same but that's all right um <laughs> awesome so yes everybody go click and um go check it out yeah and up your clitoracy yeah up your clitoracy <laughs> <laughs> and also um sex in space is a project like sign up join us yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got new podcasts coming down the pipe. Um, a couple of which we've recorded already, which are very interesting. Um, yeah, the game will be massively exciting. Um, and Tosh also is doing some cool stuff on social media and and the merch. To be honest, oh yeah, the merch. We've become so obsessed with our little aliens. I'm like, right, I want a mug with an alien on. So if anybody else feels like that, we're doing it. Cause That's right. You'll be able to buy a baby grow with an alien on it. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, the kids have really loved it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my kids like the... Finn identifies 
uh, one particular alien as his alien now because it's, it's the one on his t-shirt it's the one-eyed one. Oh yeah, yeah. okay the yellow one yeah cute yeah yeah um, I was wondering about naming them actually Ooh. for extra you know cuteness I don't know <laughs> I don't know they're awesome they are they're very beautiful and they um, sum up how we all feel <laughs> when we're trying to work out what to do and yeah. how to do it all good all right, thank you, Jane. Thank you, everybody, for... Um... Ah, the question. <gasps> the question. The one question. On. I'm going to ask you. Go on. Because we should be asking everybody in our podcast. I'm turning the tables here, people. Okay, good. Tim. Yes? How is your sex education? How is my sex education? Um, well, uh, in terms of what I know now, I think... Um, l- limited, but... It, only really if you ever think that your sex education has a stop to it. Like, I think that what, yeah, what I've learned through this project, um, broader sex and space and continue to learn, I would say that my sex education has never stopped. But if I was to sort of try and, you know, pin, pin down anything sort of formal or helpful or formative um, at the kind of beginning of the funnel, I guess... Um, then it was actually alright I think my mum and grandparents really helped with that so that's good and I don't think I didn't feel like it was much to do with a lack of literal information or bullet points or like anything um, that you might call kind of scientific or anything like that it was probably more just around an approach I think um, and a sort of way of being in the world, maybe that was m- m- I found more helpful. Mm. Uh, and yeah, because couple that with uh, a bunch of trial and error, and I think I've done all right. But it, um, you're an outlier, Tim. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think just some really good life lessons that I got got from my mum and stuff like that 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 I found the, to be the most helpful, and then. You know, this was in the days before the internet, so me and my friends were poring over that. Um, what's the book with the man with the beard? Joy of Sex. Oh yeah, you Alex know. Comfort. Yeah, the funny illustrations in there, and having a good old giggle and stuff like that. But you know, yeah, formally pretty average in general if you take into account you know the other sort of stuff on the peripherals. My gram, my gram was pretty. Pretty outspoken and, and pretty interesting and, and able to have sort of conversations with me about, you know, numerous topics. Never never shied away from anything, really. So um, probably from about, you know, eight years old onwards, I think. Cool. Um, yeah. So that was, yeah, it was interesting. Interesting. But um, like like many other people, I think the the formal education was... Probably lacking. <laughs> Definitely lacking. Definitely lacking. <laughs> yeah. Mine was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't stop, though, right? No, and I you think know. your answer is interesting because it's about recognising that and being open to the fact that it's a, an ongoing learning experience, and that's the point, right? Yeah. I mean, if you were to ask what is the best um, antidote to the lack of formal education, for us, of course, it's this project. Yeah. But, in other words getting out there getting amongst it and finding out stuff absolutely yeah. yeah just just keeping your eyes open listening to the conversations that are happening you know like i'm happy that 
that sex and space um, is a part of a massive community talking about this topic or yeah. topics. Um, you know, and yeah, like we are obviously doing some really interesting stuff ourselves, but the the real joy for me so far is being able to talk to the other people that are also doing amazing stuff. Um, you know, sex educators, um, you know, activists and, and various other people, you know, talking in spaces that I hadn't even considered. Mm-hmm. Sex and old people. You know, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. Dr. Jane Fleischman. Do- Dr. Jane Fleischman, which yeah. is a great episode that you did. But yeah. I think, you know, even this is crazy, you know, even having those conversations with my gran who was like talking about how you know she still um you know was feeling frisky like way way into her 80s like long after my granddad had died and it never really occurred to me to kind of put two and two together and then you hear the hear the sort of jane fleischman interview and you're just like oh of course you know of course old people are still at it of course they still yeah which is why it might be really good to find a way to create a space and find out whether Granny might like a vibrator and some lube. <laughs> well, because, yeah, yeah, I but, don't see know. why not. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? I don't know what I think will happen to me when I'm 80 if I'm still with us. But like, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I hope not to be a shuffling old fool. <laughs> well, and on that note, <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we know what we're doing. Everybody needs to go to sexandspace.com forward slash book launch launch into amazon and uh have a peruse um and if not yeah check out the instagram follow us um you'll be getting updates and stuff like that on the other stuff that's happening listen to a podcast or three um yeah yeah. and send us your reels like what did i learn from this book when you read it absolutely yeah 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 be cool tag us yeah if you open the book if you like the book give us some uh give us some feedback on the on the socials that would be really great yeah um yeah that's sexandspace.com d-o-t-c-o-m isn't it all one word yeah because a band had already got sex and space some band in germany i know know. how (laughs) dare they (laughs) all right awesome thank you very much and uh right see you on the next one see you in some other universe exactly If you found some of this material a little challenging, keep coming back and we'll make it really challenging.